Um, all right, so let's get to the Word of God. We have three tremendous, tremendous people, three faithful members of Fresh Fire. Um, they are extremely nervous. They have been hitting me up trying to get rid of this all week, um, but I would not allow them to not walk in this assignment. So I want you to receive them in any way that they come. Um, tonight's theme is gratitude. Um, first, we're going to have Sister Timelyn Benton. Second is going to be Sister Tatiana McKellen. You give it up for them now. And lastly is Minister Martin Perez in that order. Please receive them. Listen, this is not easy. This, and it doesn't even get easier as you go about doing it. I'm waiting for it to be easy for myself, and it doesn't get easy. So smile, look nice, and, and pay attention to what they're saying. Please receive at this time, and I'll be back at the end to, to tie it all together. Please receive first Sister Timelyn Benton. everyone. Okay, so first, I just want to thank God for our pastor. Amen. And our youth pastor, Pastor Emil Washington. Amen. Let's give some praise for him. So um, I will be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, and we stand for the reading of his word. Okay, here we get at the reading of God's holy word. Um, I thank God, my God, always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched in all utterance and in all knowledge. So far the scripture. So as we know, our theme for this Fresh Fire service is gratitude. And gratitude means being appreciative or the quality of feeling or being grateful or thankful. And I guess I would say for a topic, it would be the purposes of Thanksgiving and why do I say thanks? Now, Thanksgiving is usually the time of year where we have big dinners and it's at the end of the year, so it's a time to reflect over the blessings that God has blessed us with and what we call, we're thankful for life, we're thankful for another year, good health, and a prosperous social life. You know, the usual, what people say they're thankful for. But until I was given this assignment, I had to ask myself the question of why we say thanks. So in the verse four, it says, I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. Now, from my understanding, it's Paul. He's giving thanks and praises to God for the work that he's done through people. And he didn't directly use Paul, but Paul is thankful to God, period, for touching somebody in the situation to make it better. He's thanking God for fixing the situation through someone else. Now, I kind of compared it to like when somebody goes through a surgery, we always say, God, guide the hands of the doctor. So technically, like in the physical, the doctor is like doing the surgery, but we still have to like give a little prayer to God because touch their minds, their hands, everything that's going on. Yeah. Now, when 
It's the second part of the scripture, five says, in every way ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. In every way God has given us everything that we need, he betters all aspects of our lives. And that means that when we show appreciation towards him, he's acknowledge, we're acknowledging that it was only God that did it and we couldn't do it on our own. The simple fact is, God doesn't have to bless us. He doesn't have to do anything, but he does. And he allowed us to be here so we can all convene and bless his name. He didn't have to. He gave us traveling mercies. He didn't have to. And we have to be able to walk and talk in our right mind, and that's giving thanks to God. We shouldn't take his blessings for granted because he could have made it worse. So that's why we should always have a thank you in our mouths. I kind of like gave Thanksgiving a new type of meaning because I said Thanksgiving is the act or purpose of being thankful and appreciative, also being grateful for the blessings that God has given us. And yes, the bad may outweigh the good sometimes, but the Bible constantly reminds us to be thankful in all things. And our worship is also greatly affected. So when you give thanks to God, you're also pretty much worshiping him and it strengthens our relationship with him. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The Bible has commanded us to give thanks in everything, all circumstances, which means even when we don't want to, we still have to give thanks. We are commanded, it is the will of God concerning us to always give thanks, but not just around Thanksgiving, which means January to December, 365, giving thanks. Not only giving thanks for everything, but giving thanks in everything. And our walk with God must display continuous thanks. Psalms 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name. We have to enter the church being thankful that we get to come here to praise his name yet again. We can't take it lightly that he comes and makes his presence known. We are not guaranteed anything. That's why we have to be thankful for any and everything he gives us. Nothing too little, nothing too small. The purpose of Thanksgiving isn't for it to just be a holiday. I kind of said we have to live a thanksgiving lifestyle. As believers, we have to give thanks through every situation, good or bad, giving thanks for everything we have, and simply because he's already done enough. And we have to live with the spirit of thanksgiving. And even though we can't see it, God is always working around the clock on our behalf. And for that, we should always be thankful. I might be shorter than Timberland. So I don't know um, if Martin and Timberland know, but I kind of knew it was my turn to speak for Thanksgiving, and I was trying to hold out and dodge the minister email. Even when he texted me, I texted him saying, sorry, I'm not receiving messages. <clears throat> but here I am. Um, so my topic is the timing of Thanksgiving, and um, when do I say thank you? And I'll be, coming from, from, I'll be coming from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Can you stand? 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. The word of the Lord is blessed. Um, just to give a little backstory, um, Paul the Apostle wrote the book of Philippians during his um, imprisonment. And his letter was basically like a, a letter of full appreciation and encouragement. Um, Paul the Apostle talked about how he appreciated the Philippians and his condition of imprisonment, although it wasn't the best. In his letter, Paul also encourages the Philippians to center their lives around Christ, to stand firm, that there's peace and joy in Christ, and to rejoice no matter what. In Philippians 4, 4 6-7, Paul is telling the Philippian people, and he's also telling us to be anxious, or he's telling, to, uh, sorry. he's telling us to be anxious for nothing, but in every situation, every circumstance, and even every imprisonment, to continue to make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. We can make our requests confidently because the God of peace, the peace of God that it reassures us. <clears throat> we can also make our requests known confidently because the peace that transcends all that goes beyond our understanding guards our hearts and minds. So when do I say thank you? I say thank you not only when things are going good for me or when I have money in my bank account or when I have food to eat or a place to work, but when my situation and circumstances aren't the best. I say thank you because I don't deserve all I have, but God still decided to bless me. I say thank you because God is consistent. I don't have to worry about him being in a bad mood, unlike people. I can say thank you because he pursued me on days I walked away from him. I say thank you because my circumstances didn't dictate his character towards me. I say thank you because still to this day, I mess up but he loves me in spite of. I, I don't say thank you when I have it all, but when I don't have it all, when I don't know where or who to turn to, I say thank you when my thoughts could have gotten the best of me, but he didn't allow it to. I say thank you for just loving me. I say thank you because he never gave up on me. I say thank you because of who he is and what he is. And most of all, I say thank you because I'm here today and Lord knows it's been a struggle and he's got me through my struggle. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Um, first, I would like to thank God uh, for bringing me here today and giving me a word to speak to you guys. Uh, I want to thank uh, Pastor Deborah Crow. Amen. And I want to thank uh, Pastor Email for choosing me today to be able to speak today. And I also want to thank my family for, for coming in today. Amen. Um, I might be a little longer than them two, but I heard we have 15 minutes, so bear with me, please. Um, the theme for today is gratitude, amen, and my topic is the results of thanksgiving. What happens when I give God thanks? And my main reference scripture will be coming from Psalms 22 and 3, but you guys don't have to stand for right now. Um, when we think of the word thanks, we tend to think of giving a response after receiving something. But today I've come to talk about a response before the outcome, a response before the result, amen. Um, I don't know about anyone else, amen, but I know when I begin to give God thanks, things be begin to change. Uh, when I begin to give God thanks, I am saved from my situation. 
Uh, when I begin to give God thanks, all chains have to break and disintegrate. When I begin to give God thanks, my strength comes back. When I begin to give God thanks, my help cometh. When I begin to give God thanks, I receive deliverance. When I begin to give God thanks, my God is in the midst. He shows up in my situation. My thanks, my praise to God are ways to show gratitude, but yet it is a weapon. Um, for my reference scripture, Psalms 22, verses 1 to 3. Uh, it starts off by saying, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring. O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Uh, now in Psalms 22, David begins the chapter by pleading to God. Uh, asking him, why do I cry both day and night, but yet you don't hear me? Uh, before moving forward, I want to point out that in our lives, when we are faced with an issue or situation, we tend to first focus on the situation rather than focusing on God. Uh, we get caught up in the situation and how it made us feel, uh, whether it be lonely, sad, broken, uh, worn out, or however else it may have had made us feeling. But in the third verse... After David was pleading to God, he says something very significant. In the verse, the word of God is showing us that we should remember who God is and what access we have through our praise. Uh, I'm going to reread uh, the verse. He says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. The first word you see is the word but, which is typically used as a way to connect sentences. And when using the word, it causes uh, these sentences to combine or to have a relationship. Another word for the word but would be however. Uh, we also see the word inhabitus, which is the present form of inhabit, which means to live in or to occupy a place or environment. And we also see the word Israel, which refers to the children of God or the people of God. Um, so now I'm going to rephrase what he said in, in Lehman terms. Uh, David says, however, you are my holy God the God that lives in the praises of his people. Uh, in life, you may go through a lot of things, worried on bills that aren't yet paid, going back and forth in old habits, uh, struggling with depression, and it may seem like all is lost and there's nothing to do. And it may feel like you're all alone, but I've come to remind someone our praise is our weapon. After reading verse 3, I realized the word of God is telling us to praise God no matter what. Whenever something comes up against us, we ought to use our praise, our thanks, our gratitude, our hallelujah as our way out. This verse tells us that God lives in the praises of his people, and we know praise is the expression of thanks. So we, when we begin to thank God and praise him for being our deliverer when we see no way out, uh, for being our heart fixer when you're broken, for being our rec mind regulator when it seems like you're about to go insane, God begins to present himself in our situation through our praise. He begins to occupy that place because of our praise. So that environment that was once a hell to us has no other choice but to be transformed immediately. Uh, this is because whenever and wherever God begins to present himself, demons have no choice but to tremble and flee. Uh, because of his presence alone, deliverance takes place. In his presence alone, there is rest. Uh, Psalms 91 verse 1 to 4 states, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and his wings shall thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. Um, now I'm about to go to the story of, of in Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul had a vision and he basically immediately left a place in Europe called Macedonia with a few others, uh, to preach the gospel unto them. Then as they went to prayer, a slave woman with a spirit of divination, or in other words, a psychic, had met up with them. Uh, This psychic had masters that made money off of her fortune telling. Uh, For for many days she followed Paul and company by saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which shows us the way of salvation. In doing so, uh, it causes Paul to become fed up with her, so he rebukes the spirit out of her, and because she no longer had the spirit of divination, uh, the master's gains were gone. And the word continues to say, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the The prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Uh, In this story, I realized how Paul and Silas immediately jumped into praise mode. They did not complain. They didn't ask God why. They did not do anything else but praise God. They immediately began to sing hymns and glorify God. They were beaten, stripped of their clothing, and put in jail. However, they chose to still praise God, and that praise caused the presence of God to show up in their situation. It caused an earthquake to occur, which had led to the prison bars opening. It, it, it caused their deliverance to occur. Uh, some of us have been in situations where we probably feel beaten, worn out, shamed, uh, and stuck, which caused us to feel defeated and out for the count. But I've come to tell you to remember our God settles in your situation when you begin to praise him. So when the enemy may try to cause chaos in your life and may try to keep you locked up mentally, physically, financially, or spiritually, praise God and watch him move. Praise him and watch the shackles fall off. Praise him and watch the chains break. Praise him and watch God place financial increase in your life. Praise him and watch God deliver you. If God did it for Paul and Silas, he can definitely do it for you. The question is, will you praise him in advance? When your account is overdrafted, thank God for being a supplier of all your needs and watch him work. When you get a bad doctor's report, thank God for being your healer. When you feel like your back is against the wall and the enemy sends a flood, that's when you're supposed to thank God for being the God that shall lift up a standard against the enemy. When it's time to get into a battle with the enemy, thank God for being your strength. God settles in the praises of his people, and in the present things have to bow down to him. 
Things have to align with the word of God. Things have to work for your good. All you have to do is know that God is God and he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. But the real question is, do you believe he can? If so, you ought to praise him in advance and let his presence do the rest. Amen. In the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Can we put our hands together and give God praise for these speakers tonight? Oh, come on. You could do better than that. You might be, it might be your turn next year. So you ought to be grateful for them tonight. Real quick, I want to do this. I have to give you this real quick word. Fern, put 10 minutes on the clock. 10 minutes. Uh, put Philippians 4, verse 6 back up, please. I want to just speak to you very briefly from the subject harvest time. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. The word of the Lord is already blessed. Um, we have commonized the word thanksgiving so bad um, that it, we only think it to be a holiday or a time for turkey. Um, just the word thanks in general. Um, somebody will walk up to you, hand you something, before you even know what it is, you just automatically say thank you. They could be handing you a bomb, but, but uh, uh, society has told us that our first reaction should be thank you. Um, but we have generalized it so bad that we have taken the power out of the word thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is more than a holiday. Uh, it is more than a word you say when someone hands you something. There is power in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a command from God. It brings you closer to him. Uh, the word thanksgiving, it literally means it is an act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favor. It is the suggestion of God that we give thanks, watch this, in all things. Um, not, when, not just when things are good, not just when things are bad. Um, the Bible commands us in all things, give thanks to God. Um, let me give it to you the way God gave it to me. Uh, the word thanksgiving, thanksgiving, what we give God is like seed. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you do with seed? You plant seed. Uh, uh, so your thanksgiving serves as seed to your faith. Uh, the issue with a lot of us is uh, we are expecting a harvest. The word harvest means you have to reap what you have sown. Mm -hmm. uh, so if thanksgiving is your seed, if, if you haven't sown thanksgiving because you're caught up on the issues, you're caught up on the circumstance, when it comes time for you to go through something, you have nothing to reap because you haven't sown a seed. Uh, the worst kind of person in the world is someone who is expecting something from nothing. Uh, can you imagine if a farmer who hasn't put anything in the ground goes to the ground at harvest time expecting something? Uh, that's what you look like to God when all year you haven't opened your mouth, when all year you haven't said thank you, when all year you haven't been grateful, and when you go through something, you're expecting God to move. Uh, but God is expecting to see your seed. Uh, and that's why I call this service gratitude. That's why we are in this building tonight because we have got to 
make sure that we are sowing seed. Uh, we have to make sure that there is seed in the ground for our faith. I was saying to my wife a few weeks ago, uh, as a young boy, I remember sitting on the front row of Broadway on the quiet stand, looking up in the balcony and watching a young man praise God out of himself, literally uh, held on to the banister and shouted unto God like a madman. Uh, when you see that same person today, they barely smile. They barely speak to people. Uh, my worst fear, Pastor Crow, is that I'll dry up. Oh, God. Uh, my worst fear, Elder Kirby, is that what I go through will limit my praise. Uh, baby, I don't care how much money I have, how much money I don't have. I understand that I must sow seed. I understand that I must give God a praise. I, I understand that I must say thank you. Now, now, how long I got? Five minutes? I'm almost there. So, so one thing you have to understand about a farmer, right, is it doesn't matter the weather. It doesn't matter how hot it is. They have to go out and they have to sow seed. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. Uh, your thanksgiving is seed and you must sow it no matter what. I don't care who's sitting next to you. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what they said about you. Thanksgiving is your seed in the ground. And, and for the next couple of minutes, I, I came just to tell a few people, the rest of you can wait till movie night, uh, that this is your season of harvest. And how do I know? How do I know? Because the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, so I came to tell a few people, if you're expecting a reaping, you better sow some Thanksgiving. And for the next 60 seconds, and I'm done, I want everybody to open their mouth and sow some Thanksgiving. Oh, do better than that. Do, do better than that. Do better than that. This is my season of harvest. And the only reason I can expect the reaping is because I sowed something all year. Oh, yes. Uh, I feel a breaking in the spirit already. Everybody lift your voice and just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the good. and Thank you for the bad. I give God praise because I'm expecting a harvest. God kept giving me the word harvest. He said too many people are trying to reap when they haven't sown. And the issue is we have too much, um, we put too much like restrictions on God. I only want to say thank you when things are cute. I, I only want to say thank you when things are going my way. But, but I'm so glad I learned that in this season I have to give thanksgiving no matter what. No matter what. If you don't sow anything into the ground, when it's harvest time, don't expect anything. Many of us have gone through stuff and fell apart, and we blame God for it. 
God saying, I went to look at what you've sown and all year you've sown hurt, all year you've sown lies, all year you've sown rumors, all year you've sown hiccups and all types of crazy stuff. He said, this is the season where you've got to change your seed. Yes, sir. Almost done. Seed serves as a resource. So my thanksgiving, if it's a seed, it's going to be the very thing I need to survive. Resource is how you survive. Many of you are starving in your faith because there's no seed. I've made a decision that no matter what it looks like, no matter what bills are piling up on my dresser, no matter what the rumor is that's circling who I will be, yes, uh, I will sow thanksgiving because I'm expecting a harvest. Bible says, be not deceived, be not fooled. God will not be made a fool of. He will not be laughed at. Every word that he spoke over your life everything that he said everything that he declared can I share something with you do you realize that the bible says before you were formed God knew you that means even before you made your mistake God already made a decision about you so so you got you got stuck up and you got caught up on on the rumor you got caught up on what you are right now but God said baby I knew that and still made a decision concerning you that's why you have to make sure that you sow thanksgiving. That's why you have to make sure that no matter what, you open your mouth and say thank you. I'm thanking you for the good thing. I'm thanking you for the bad thing. I'm thanking you for the confusion. Because the only reason I am where I am today is because of what I sown. Can I tell you, I've been studying this all day. When people put seed in the ground the right way, they can't do it standing up. Some people just throw it and it lands wherever it lands. But real people who want to plant real seed, they have to get on the ground. Watch this next part. They got to break up the ground and the soil. There's some things if you want to reap, you got to break up some stuff first. Too many people are in your ear. Break up some ground. Real people who really know what they're doing, doesn't matter the weather, they have to get on their knees and they have to come in contact with some stuff. Stop just throwing your seed anywhere. Stop stop just throwing your things anywhere. This season, make sure your seed is intentional. I'm making sure that I'm sowing when things aren't good. I'm, I'm sowing. I'm, I'm making sure that I'm sowing when my bank account is overdrawn. I'm sowing. I'm, I'm making sure I'm sowing when they're talking about me. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I don't care how crazy I look while I'm in position because I know everybody else will be waiting and I'll be reaping don't be afraid don't be ashamed of what you look like 
while you're in your position of sowing seed. Even when you get down, you might get a little messy. Uh huh. I don't know anyone who's ever been in the garden and came out clean. Oh, God, help me preach to myself. So, so even those things that people are saying about me, even if they're true, even if I've been that messy, I'm, I'm still sowing. And I'm not moving because of the weather. I'm not moving because, you know what they said? Even if they have the wrong tools, they understand that a certain time of the year, they have to plant. So if they have to use their hands, they'll use their hands. They'll use whatever they have. God help me. I'm using the little bit I have and I'm sowing Thanksgiving. This is my season. And we have entered into harvest season. If you haven't planted anything, then you shouldn't be excited. Oh God, I've come to tell you, fresh fire, that we are entered into a harvest season. What that means is all the planting fern that we've been doing, it was just a sowing seed into the ground. I, I know it looks empty right now, but I feel a harvest in our influence. I, I feel a harvest in the belly of every young person in this building today. Today I've come to tell you that it's harvest time. And if you believe it's harvest, would you plant a seed? Would you plant your seed? Would you? I'm sowing thanksgiving. I'm sowing a thank you. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what the weather. No matter what they say. My thanksgiving is seed. I'm telling you, I declare in the spirit that there's going to be a harvest. Something looked like it wasn't growing. Something looked like there was no movement. But, but I speak harvest. Harvest on your ministry. Harvest on your belly. Harvest on that book. Harvest on that healing. I speak, I speak harvest. Harvest for my house. I want you to remember this word that your thanksgiving is seed for your blessing. A farmer can become very frustrated because when you sow seed, it doesn't immediately grow. Depending on what type of seed you planted will determine what kind of flow, what kind of weight you have. And many of you, it's been a long time because what you planted is about to be big. And, and I know you want it to be small, but your weight is because of what's inside of you is bigger than you think. Yes, sir. I've come to tell somebody the weight comes before the reap. Oh, heck, you crazy if you think you just put seed in the ground and the next day it comes. The weight comes before the reap. And God, I'll wait as long as my reap is coming.
I'm reaping. Babe, this year I'm telling you that we are reaping because we've sown enough tears and we've sown enough heartache and we've sown enough tossing and turning. This is our season of, of harvest. <laughs> this is our season of harvest. And I'm sowing. Dre, I just need oil right quick so I can anoint these speakers. Please remember your thanksgiving is your seed. Stop complaining so much and sow some thanksgiving. Today I hear God saying that he snatches the weight off of it. And I curse the spirit of misery that follows it. God, see, I said, I dare you that in this season, take the baby if you don't mind. Oh, God, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Kara, come right quick. Because this thing. That was lingering was a generational thing. But, but I hear God saying that what's about to break in you, it's about to break in you too. Uh, because, because you've made all these steps forward. And every time you look up, it looks uh, like a step backwards. But, but I curse the spirit of misery. And I speak harvest. Kara, keep praying. Oh, Kara, keep praying. <laughs> God, keep praying, keep, keep telling God, thank you for in all things, I, I smell your harvest, I, I smell your harvest, I, I smell your business rooting up, I, I smell your harvest. God, I've heard this before. God, you said this to me before. God, we've been down this road before. But God said, because what was so in you was so big, the weight had to be long. And, and this is your season of harvest. I unlocked the business plan. I cursed the spirit of every confident issue. And I speak to the voice in your belly. I speak to your heartache. <laughs> this is your season of harvest. And no matter what it looks like, you will reap because you've been consistent in your walk. I don't care who don't think that you are consistent. I hear God saying that nobody knows what you've been through. Nobody knows the holes in your heart, but, but he said he's plugging it with seed. Oh, God, yes. Oh, because your harvest, your harvest, your harvest is coming. Your harvest is coming. Get ready to smile again. Get ready to leap again. Get ready to be happy again. I mean like real happiness, not, not that surface stuff that we do when we think people are looking. I, I speak to your heart and, and I call for it to breathe again. <laughs> oh, check out my seek you.
This is your season of harvest. Plan like you've never planned before. This is your season of harvest. God said because he can trust you with it because through tears you still served. No matter what was going on in your life, no matter what was trying to hold you up in your finances, you still served. You were faithful. I hear God actually saying, tell her I owe her this next one. (laughs) He said he owe you this one. (laughs) He owes you this one. He's about to make it up to you. This is your season of harvest. I snatched the misery off of you. And I speak to the glow that is lingering around you looking for a place to rest. I go, I speak to the glow. I see happiness trying to say, where, where can I go? Where can I go? Where can I go? Where can I go? Because sometimes it's so heavy. Sometimes I don't want to get out the bed. But I speak to the glow in you. And every time you look up, the enemy tries to attack one of your children. But I hear God saying, sow seed, sow seed, sow seed. This is your season where you're about to reap all the times you didn't say anything when you could have. God, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. All the times you could have complained and you said nothing, God said Because of that seed, he's about to pull you into a season of harvest. Get ready. Were you here at the last service for the disguise? No, because I just heard God say that he's changing your wardrobe, not your clothes. You You have nice stuff already, but he's changing the stuff that you've been wearing all 2019. Uh, even when your family reach out to you, you're like, oh, I'm okay, I'm, okay. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Even when pastor reach out to you, you're like, oh, it's good, all's gonna be well. But inside you are crumbling, but, but I speak to your harvest. Because you were faithful over the bad things, God's about to give you something good. <laughs> something good, something good. So, because you were faithful in the bad, he's about to bless you with good. And I speak to the walls wherever you live and I curse that spirit of argument and, and I speak to wherever you live and I say, God, guard her, guard, guard her, guard her, God, guard her. Continue to sow seeds of thanksgiving. I know it looked like, I know it looked like almost like God forgot about you. <laughs> he had to have forgot about me because, because why would all this stuff be happening if he didn't? He said he did not forget about you. But because your harvest is about to be so great, he had to prepare you for your harvest. So what you were waiting for 
because you were praising God in the middle of it. And everybody don't have to praise God like y'all. Everybody don't have to leap and have to shout. But you do need to start being more vocal while I'm at it. You, you do got to start opening your mouth because we should be loud in the house of God. I, I don't know what you thought and where you came from. But we about to change that. We about to be a generation of noise. And I speak to your sound. I speak to the sound. I speak to your harvest and I strip you of the weight. Oh God, yes. I strip you of the weight. Kara, come hug your sister because this breakthrough is about to be big. And God, what you do for one, do for the other. And what you do for them, do for me. And what you do for me, do for them. I speak to healing in the building. The crows came to eat up your harvest. But I speak to the protection of your harvest. The buzzards came to eat up your harvest. But I speak to the harvest of this building. And we're growing. And we're getting better. And we're getting bigger. Tim, come. Father God, we thank you for what you released in this young lady tonight. A couple of weeks ago, you told her that her voice was oily and you anointed her voice a couple of years ago. Our pastor calls her the new golden voice of pilgrim, but, but for some reason it was locked up and it was tied up, but I, I speak release to you tonight. I speak song. I, I speak song. I hear God saying that you will assist in teaching of songs. <laughs> oh God. Get ready to write. Get ready to write. I hear music coming out of you like never before. You were scared for a long time, but I break the fear in you. God said he's pleased with your heart and we release a song in you. You have an oily voice. Be careful where you go in this season. Be careful who tries to pull on your anointing in this season. Be careful who tries to get you to do stuff in this season. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Because when you're elevated to new position, the enemy opens his eyes even wider. I'm, I'm touching her, but I'm talking to you. And Be careful where you go. Be careful who you let give you advice about, about what we say to you. It might sound crazy, but God is mentoring this next generation like crazy. He's preparing an army for our senior pastor because there's some people who are here but don't have the strength. But, but we have the strength to carry the vision. We unlock it. And I curse the spirit of fear in this place. <laughs> God said to tell you, you are enough. And, and you've even asked God, would you consider someone else? 
because, because I'm not as comfortable with how I look. I'm not as, as comfortable, but, but God said, no, 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 you, 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 you. He doesn't make mistakes. He makes arrangements. <laughs> and today he made an arrangement for you. <laughs> you are. You are exactly who God was looking for. Come, Tati. We speak to new doors. We speak to new, and I speak to the mentorship program. I speak to the mentorship program that's in your belly. Um, because you have a story that no one has heard yet. Uh, God, yes. Uh, you have a story that you're even afraid to say out loud. But, but I declare that someone needs your story. And I unlock the wisdom on what to do. And I open doors for you at the school. Oh, God, yes. Mm, I speak to the room where your name needs to be even though you're not in it. I, and I speak promotion quicker than you think. I, I speak promotions. We, we have to realize, we have to realize that when you've been faithful to God, he has no choice but to be faithful to you. Uh, the, the day that we live in now, Elder Kirby, is we have all these people who are looking for stuff from God who haven't given anything to him. But there's a few of us who have sown with tears. There's a few of us who showed up even when we didn't want to. Who's been faithful. And God says this is the season for the faithful, not the famous. Because for a long time, it looked like God was only blessing those who were famous. And and skipping over the faithful. God, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. But I speak, I speak to the unlocking in you today. Don't you ever allow anyone to steal your seed. No matter what, give God thanks. Because you're reaping, your harvest is contingent on what you do when things aren't good don't you fall apart another day don't you worry about a living arrangement another day <laughs> don't you go oh, shit. Oh, shit. I speak to open door I, I, oh, shit. I speak to a key I, I speak to an open door settle yourself settle settle yourself settle yourself God's about to make arrangements for you God's about to make arrangements for you. God calls you peculiar. He said, this one is different. This one is different. And I speak to your heart. And I speak to all the questions you have in your mind about your purpose, about your design. 
Uh, I hear God saying, you feel the pull, but you're sort of afraid to answer. But, but I hear God saying that he unlocks in you today a harvest of influence. Don't move from the job, not yet, not yet. Not yet, not yet, uh, because I see two people connected to you who need to hear about Christ. Uh, I see two people who, who you're actually becoming very, very close to, uh, uh, who are trying to, uh, yeah, God, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. One is on the verge of suicide, and it's going to be your words of encouragement that saves them from suicide. Don't move, don't move, don't move yet. Don't move yet. God, give him wisdom on what to do. God, allow him to hear like never before. God, allow him to see like never before. For new assignment is coming to you. Mm -hmm. New assignment, new assignment. He said, God, I didn't ask you for this. God said, those are the people I'm looking for. The ones who ain't asking for nothing. Think it not strange that you grew up the way you grew up. God was patting you with the experience to speak to a next generation. And Martin, your heart's desire for your family, the thing that's holding you up and keeping you up at night, worried about so many people. I feel your heavy heart. I feel, I feel the heaviness of your heart. But I hear God saying, your release just came. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. Oh, and when it looked like God wasn't hearing you, he was testing your persistence. And you didn't move. You didn't stop praying. You didn't stop giving God praise. You didn't stop giving God thanks. And God said, because you were consistent, he's about to do what you've asked him to do. God, I love you. God, protect him. As new assignment comes to his life, protect him. Keep his way clear. <laughs> Keep his company clear. <laughs> I, I curse any crooked and toxic attachment. This one is covered. This one is covered. There's a story. There's a story about a beanstalk. Somebody plants some beans and they don't think it's any, they think it's garbage. Uh, but when they go outside, the beanstalk is bigger than they thought. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's some people who were saying that your seed was small and it wouldn't ever amount to anything. But, but I hear God saying he's raising up a beanstalk. And you shall be a giant in the kingdom. You shall be a giant in the kingdom. Even with your small stature. God's about to make your name big. Mm, he's about to make your assignment big. I speak to the rearrangement of some folk. And he was just added to the number. He used to be one, two, three, four. And God passed it over to one, two, three. Here's four. <laughs> I got you. Hey, yes, sir. 
Friend, we can rest a little bit because we have some people who we can pass it over to. One, two, three, four. We can trust them with assignment. Because they trusted us with influence and with mentorship. God's about to do something in this place. I declare and I decree a good thing. Let's put our hands together. You got to do better than that. We, we about to break out of this petty cack and all this rocking and reeling, but we ain't saying nothing. We need to go. Listen, when I grew up, we would give God praise until our sweat was everywhere. And we need to bring that back to the tabernacle. Where are those who need to sow some seed? Don't worry about who's next to you. Don't worry about how you sound, who's looking at you. Make a noise. Make a noise. Make a noise. Make a noise. Yeah. We make a noise in this place. We make a noise in this place. Wake us up, wake us up, wake us up. Wake us up, wake us up. We curse the spirit of stillness. We we curse the spirit of dumbness and, and muteness. And, and God, we open our mouths in this place today. And we give you a praise. And we give you a praise. And we give you a praise. And we say thank you. There's some stuff I wish was better, but thank you. There's some stuff that's trying to kill me, but thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Ooh, I like that, Chris. Do that again. We need to travail in the building. We... We, I'm telling you, this next generation is, there it is, there it is, huh? there it is, there it is. Make a noise. The day is coming when we'll be kneeled out on this altar. The day is coming when we'll be slain and people will get filled in their seats. The day is coming. The devil thought this church was never going to produce again. But because our leaders sowed seed, seed of thanksgiving, no matter what she went through. Mm, oh God, I hear, I hear God saying, Pastor, that this, this generation is your harvest. Eh? For all the tears you've sown and all the movements you wondered about, eh? this generation is your harvest. I hear, God, I hear a ringing in my belly. I hear a ringing. I hear, I hear a ringing. And the ringing stands for when they're in the boxing ring, they, they hit the bell and it means next round. And I hear the bell ringing because next round, next, next round, next, next generation, next, next round, next round, next round, next round, next round. And you made a mistake, cause this round, we fighting back. This round, we coming out swinging. I, gotta go. I curse the spirit of weakness. 
and I speak to a fight back. Fight back, fight back with your worship. God's about to do it. God's about to do it. Just like you stood up just now, I saw God stand up in your situation. That thing that you've been praying about, that thing that you've been worried about, I saw God stand up in the middle of it. And by the end of next week, I speak to a decision. And the wait is over. God said he made a decision concerning it already. I saw it stand up in you. You were warring with that thing. Wanted to give up because of that thing. But I see God standing up. And when you look up, you'll see God in it. (laughs) When you look up, you'll understand why you had to go through it. (laughs) Oh God, yes! So, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. God brought you all the way to this building today. And I don't even know you to remind you that he's paying attention. Oh God, he's paying attention. You thought God was asleep at the wheel, but he said to remind you that he's paying attention. And everything connected to you will win. Hmm. Everything connected to you will win. God, save her house. God, save her family. God, save, save her. I I speak to the generational curse. Some people don't believe in generation curses, but you struggling with stuff that your mama, your grandmother, your great-mother, great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, don't tell me there's no such thing because there's struggles and patterns in the spirit. I speak to that generational curse and I hear God saying that you are the curse breaker. Uh, uh, It ends with you today. It ends with you today. It ends with you today. Satan, take your hands off. And I speak to her mind. I speak to her mind. I speak to her mind. You will not lose your mind in this. But you will recover. You will. You will recover. You will recover. You will recover. I got to go. I declare I feel a stretch out. I feel a stretch out. I feel a stretch out. I curse. I curse that issue. Hmm. Get ready to get better. Oh, God, yes. Oh, release me. Release me. God, please. It's a thin line between insanity and sanity and and you were walking that line when you came in this building but but I declare freedom I declare freedom and the weight be lifted and the weight be lifted oh God yes 
the weight be lifted in this place. God's going to do it. Will you put your hands together? Give God a praise. While your hands are going, your mouth ought to be open. First fire, I don't ever want to have to tell you to praise God again. Whenever his presence come in, you better open your mouth automatically. Because some of you need seed sown so bad, you better give God a praise like you would. Yes, I get my shekels. Hey, yes, yeah. Oh, she, I see. God, I don't mind. God, I don't mind. God, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I speak breakout and breakthrough. I speak breakout and breakthrough. I speak break out and break through. In order to plant real seed, you got to break ground. Remember, your Thanksgiving is a seed. And you cannot expect a harvest without seed. Always remember to give God praise. There may be a soul here today, someone who does not know Jesus, someone someone who needs to know God, who wants to join in fellowship. We are offering you the best thing. We don't want your money. We got that part already. We want you to give your life to Christ. God is going to do God. God, you got to lift the weight off this generation. God, you have to lift the weight off of us. We want to worship, but we don't know how to handle the weight. God, lift the weight, lift the weight, lift the weight. God, lift the weight, lift the weight. Lift the weight. Lift the weight, lift the weight. Lift the weight, lift the weight. Oh, there may be someone here. If there be not one, let's put our hands together and give God praise. Am I forgetting anything? Pastor Crow, do you want to say something? You're good. I love you. We love you, Pastor. I'm declaring as you go out this building, remember this, that your thanksgiving serves as seed for your harvest. And you cannot expect reaping if you haven't sown anything. Whatever God said to you is going to happen. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the enemy said. I don't care what you don't have. This is your season. God will not be mocked. You are the artwork of his, of his hand. And God's going to do what he promised. Let's lift our hands all over this place. Father God, we dismiss this from this place, God. But never, ever from your presence. Uh, we end this night with a sincere thank you. God, we say thank you all over this building, God. Thank you for meeting us. Thank you for the speakers. Thank you for doing it. We declare all over this place that you are a faithful God, that you are a good God, that you are an awesome God. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, God. Thank you very much, God. Take us out of this place. 
but never ever from your presence. Bring us back Sunday morning. God, stretch out in this place like never before. Every time we open our doors, we expect a provoking of your presence. God, move, move, move. Word our pastor's mouth even now, God. Do something magnanimous. Do something tremendous on Sunday morning. We trust you and believe you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Stretch out in this place. We love you with our whole hearts with all of our minds and our souls. And we end this prayer with a praise. Everybody put your hands together and everybody give God a praise as you go. You're dismissed. I love you and I'll see you next time.